White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23 on Twitter. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and the show is at Locked On Sox. Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go and subscribe there. We'll be giving away a prize pack when we reach our next milestone. We're close to it. We're very close. We're close to 500. 500, uh, we're halfway there to our goal of 1,000. So you got to pick it up here. I thought we'd be here by now. Granted, I haven't put a lot of great content on the YouTube page. There is episode 300 with our guy Andrew Mason where we drink beer and talk socks. That's up there. We haven't talked about that a lot. But I'm trying to get more content up there. But it's, you know... It's it's hard to do it unless we have those subscribers. So let's get let's get there. Let's get to close to a thousand as we can till the end of the season. You got another month plus the postseason here. So go and get. 312-566-8727 for the voice message, locked on socks at gmail.com for the email. Chris, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm good. We've got a special announcement here after I mm. usher my guy Bill Walton out of the way. The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turtle Bridge Division Street. Let's go. Episode 310 is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, a couple of news items here. Before the game, it was announced that Lance Lynn, oh, he got that visit from uh, the guy in the Crossroads video, came up to Lance Lynn, and you know he put his hands on his uh, right knee, and he said, brother, you've got some inflammation going on. You better get your ass to the IL for 10 days. Lance Lynn will be... On the IL for 10 days, I believe that's retroactive to Saturday uh, with right knee inflammation. So they, they said that it had been bugging him for a little bit, and maybe that would explain the bad outing against the Cubs, but I think we all know what this is here. Um, most likely just a, a little respite here for Lance Lynn as they try to get everyone a little bit of rest, a little extra rest here before the postseason. But uh, they're in Dutch right now because we'll get to what happened with Lucas Giolito here in a little bit. Uh, Adam Engel is going to start a rehab soon. And uh, there you saw Danny Mendick up in the, the spot for Lance Lynn as he uh, goes down uh, uh, on the IL. So... Uh, more moves to come, I'm sure. Um, Lucas Giolito exited this ball game early. Uh, but before we get to that here, we've got a special programming announcement here. Uh, if you are on social media following us, Locked On Socks on Twitter, you saw that we tweeted out an announcement today that uh, our home base is 670 The Score. If you don't know us from 670 The Score and you just happen to stumble upon our podcast, congratulations. You're lucky. You're, lucky. You're you are in the minority, but that's fine. You know, however you consume us is great. But uh, we make our living by working at 670 The Score here in Chicago. And it was announced that we will be doing post-game shows for the postseason. Um, the schedule, we don't know yet. 
But the, starting with the ALDS, provided that these games are on at night, if they are day games, we will probably not do post games for them depending on the times because we'll have our day parts on and I'll be able to talk about the game uh, on the afternoon show, the Parkinson Spiegel Show, which is a show I'm on. But if these are night games, we will be on after. And I'm very excited to get the opportunity to be on the score doing White Sox post game shows. I, I, it, you have to pinch me here, Herbie. Uh, I never thought I would see this coming when we started this thing uh, last season. So I'm looking forward to that opportunity. If they get there, <laughs> they'll get, they'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very, it's an honor. I'm very grateful to Mitch and the folks at Tegna locked on to for giving us this opportunity to go for a post game here in Chicago on the radio, not affiliated with the team. So, you know, we're going to bring the realness and the opportunity for you and I to speak. I was thinking that I was going to go over to your house, if you don't mind, you know, because I feel like for the playoffs, we need to have some togetherness and unity. Well, some some back and forth. I know the first one I won't be able to if all goes to plan, but about that, I'm looking I'm looking past that. Uh, Okay, yeah, we'll Uh we'll reevaluate that. You know, when we get there, hopefully, if we get there, I'll see you when when you get there, if you ever get there. Um, yeah. So a little bit of a thing. So I'm gonna probably be going to Vegas. We're going to Vegas with the Parkinson Spiegel Show for Bears Raiders. I know Pete Hand will be out there, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking. I I, I got to be honest with you. I'm a little nervous about traveling with the Delta variant. That I've got an unvaccinated child here. Uh, she's seven. I'm a little hesitant to travel. So, but I think I'll be in Vegas, um, you know, but if, if I am in Vegas, I'll be doing a show with you, presumably in the studio, and then I'll I... I'll Vegas. Hey, <laughs> <okay>, whatever. <laughs> whatever we got to do for continuity's sake, I'm sure you'll su- you'll suck it up and have a good time in Vegas, uh, but I'll probably be in the hotel room doing the post-game show, uh, just how we drew it up here. So, um, it'll be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome, and program our number in the phone right now so when you get to the ALDS and we're doing a post game show you won't have to you can get yourself first in line as soon as that final out comes down 312-644-6767 312-644-6767 I want all the regulars out we're going to take a lot of calls we're bringing it back we're bringing phone calls back on the White Sox post game show it's been too long we want to talk with you guys about whatever happens in this postseason if they get there. I'm knocking on wood here. I'm not trying to jinx it here. As and you in, can't swear. You I'm telling can't, that mostly to myself. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I heard you tell Aunt Heron today that you, that you were going to swear, <laughs> and then you had to walk it back immediately. No, actually, I'm not going to swear. Like you are talking yourself into not swearing so much that you are going to be building a tapestry of obscenities. I, I this believe, is the so. thing why I can't be here at my room doing the post game because. I get comfortable. My eyes will see the same thing. Like, okay, podcast. Cool. Yeah. Let me uh, go ahead and do podcast her. And then once I, I mean, as a radio veteran, I should have the discipline to not swear. I should just act like my mom's in the room. That's well, get me not to swear. That's why I say like, if I have my choice to go to Vegas or not go to Vegas, I much rather do the show in a radio studio with you. Cause I think it does like, it's weird because I feel like we will be a little bit more, not nervous, but like on edge. Cause the, you know, you're in the score studios in downtown Chicago, as opposed to being here in my basement and you in your room, uh, sitting in your room with, with Brandy. Um, you know, I, it is different. I, I do feel it, it's what provides the relaxed nature of the show. 
Um, but at the same time, it does uh, what it's what allows the profanities to to flow. Sorry, Techno. So yeah, regardless, I'm looking forward to it. It's a great opportunity, and I hope to bring all of you guys along with us for the ride. Because without you guys, we are nothing, and we would not be here getting this opportunity. So you guys have allowed us to build this brand over the course of the past two seasons, and, and hopefully, it's a deep, deep postseason run. All right, so. Uh, with that out of the way, uh, thank you to everyone, our boss Mitch Rosen, of course, uh, for allowing us to do that. All right, we got a game to break down here, shall we? Mm-hmm. We are a little bit late here this week, and sorry to everyone who I'm, – I'm so sorry. From the bottom of my heart, I apologize that you don't know how to listen when we tell you when we're going to post a show <laughs> because we saw people this morning saying, hey, well, where's the show? Like, Well, we said we were going to take a night off. Yesterday was my daughter's first day at school. So it was nice to have that evening last night where we can just kind of unwind like, ah, okay. Uh, Went to bed nice and early, and here we are a day, not even late. We're still posting on a Tuesday for the second show of the week, so I don't know. Well, here we are talking about the Pirates game, uh, the White Sox winners in this one, 4-2 to over Pittsburgh. Thank God for the Pittsburgh Pirates, folks. Um, It's nice to have them here, uh, you know, a little bit of a breather as, as the Sox are on the mend. We begin with Lucas Giolito. He goes four and a third, three hits, two runs. They were earned four uh, four walks, five strikeouts here. But he exits the game with an injury, Herb, um, being right now. And just what did you see from Lucas uh, in this ball game tonight before he got hurt? I'm not overly concerned. Um, I think it was largely a precautionary measure to take him out. But uh, what did you make of his night uh, before the injury? I thought he was pretty filthy. His changeup was back. He was just looking much more in command with his changeup, and it helps that the Pirates are not a major league outfit. I mean, they have a couple major league hitters in there, and Reynolds, he's one of the best players in the game, no matter what team he's on. But changeup was back. It looked a little bit more crisp. And also, like, he in the second half, fastball changeup in the first half, fastball slider in the second half, and the slider's been working out very well for himself. Uh, I just thought that he was pitching well up until that inning where he ran into some trouble even before the injury he suffered. I think it was a left hamstring. Let's see. Yeah, with a left hamstring tightness. So I think that's positive because I first thought it was like a knee and those can be tricky. And we know hamstrings also can be tricky, but I don't know if he'll be out for extended time. I'm thinking just a 10 day IL stint real quick. He needed rest anyways, even though he was rolling in the second half. Rest for all these guys. If you can find it yeah. and make an excuse like this, go ahead and get it. Yeah, I'm cool with – you know, you, you do have a problem here. We were texting during the game. Like, now you're down to three starters, and it's not looking particularly good in terms of the depth in, the, in AAA. I mean, yeah, you can have your Lamberts or your Stevers come up, or maybe you just bullpen it again. Uh, next time in the rotation here, but you got some problems here. I, you know, this may be a conversation for the offseason. Maybe let's put a pin in this one, but organizational depth and guys from AAA who could come up and make a start for you. I feel like it should be better at this point. This is not in the at the end of your of your championship window where you you've, you've churned through everyone and all your prospects are traded for everyone. Like I felt like it should be better at this point in case something like this happens. They've been really blessed this year with their, the health of the starting pitching staff. So. You know, you don't have to get, you know, this is not significant, hopefully, uh, injury in terms of time that Lucas will be missing here, but a little concerning maybe that you don't have uh, some good options because I, I do worry now that with three guys in the rotation, you do have the off day built in. 
uh, another one here on Thursday this week. So maybe they'll be okay, and you know you can weather the storm with one start from a Jonathan Stever or or Jimmy Lambert or, or Mike Wright if you want to do that. I don't personally, but uh, it, it was a pretty good night for Lucas up to that point. You know, in the first inning, he had that leadoff walk to Gamble. And then there was that clunkiness there with the error by Grandal. You know, every time we, we cape for Grandal on this show and the bat, he's been great. Like he'll do something lazy on the defensive end, and you're just kind of like, oh, yes, you so crazy. Like, but if Zach Collins does that or Sebi, we're like hammering them. I mean, um, there was a 45 <laughs> uh, foot pitch in there by Lucas that. Had he had no chance of getting them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't. I also think that was a necessarily. It was a bad throw, but Lurie could have helped him on that. Yeah, one. It, just it dinged off a little bit and caught it. Yeah, it dinged off the glove. Um, you know, but uh, a better throw would have been ideal in that situation. Yes. But he gets out. Lucas gets out of the jam. Um, and in the, uh, you know, he gets pop outs from Brian Reynolds and Willem Dafoe, uh, popped out and then Colin Moran grounds out to end that one in the first. And then uh, in the second inning, he walks the leadoff man again, and then strikes out the side using change up slider change up as the out pitches, uh, started to put things together a little bit. Um, and then in the fourth inning, he gets uh, he finally goes one two three for the first time. But then the fifth is where he uh, encountered a little bit of a trouble after the leadoff walk, a little nubber back to the mound, and that's where uh, he got hurt as the uh, as his, the foot slid a little bit. And the way he comes off the mound, especially on that particular play, it's not a very fluid motion. He's just kind of an awkward moving guy out there. Uh, the second he had to pounce off that mound, I was worried to be honest with you. Um, you know, and then of course there's the wild pitch, and you're wondering like. You know, I'm surprised he's still in. So he throws two pitches before they decide to to make a move here and get him out of there. Um, you know, that's probably two more pitches than uh, I, I would have liked, but uh, it, it was definitely it was time after that second one there. But uh, you know, Tapera comes in. Excuse me, Tempura. Tempura. Tempura comes in, and uh, you know, it's an it's a rough spot for Tempura. Tempura to come in mm-hmm. there because you know. You, Whenever you're the guy coming in after an injury and you're used to coming in at a certain point in the game, like you don't, he probably didn't think he was coming in in the fifth inning, uh, Ryan uh, Tempura at all, you know, if you would have asked him before the game, but that's his job to come in and you, you're granted uh, however many warm up pitches you need. And you, you can't help but maybe he felt a little bit rushed. He, still, he wasn't terrible. Uh, it was no. a tough spot. He ends up getting out of the inning uh, with the game being tied at two, which I think you'll take at that point. But after that, Herb. Uh, you can pick this up wherever you like here. The the bullpen just really did its damn job. And like you said, they're not world beaters out there at Pittsburgh. But uh, this is a pretty good formation of the bullpen that you would see maybe in a, in a postseason game um, in terms of after Giolito you go Tempura, uh, Kopech, Bummer, Kimbrell, and then Hendricks there. But all those guys did a pretty damn good job tonight. Yeah, four innings of filth. They just did a great job of just saying you guys are the Pirates and we're much better than you guys. Um, I'm really liked Kimbrell coming in and getting the job done. Technically, when he did come in in the eighth inning with a two run lead, that is a save situation until he gets taken out. <laughs> when he gets taken out, it's a hold situation if he doesn't give up the lead. So theoretically, he could warm himself up and think, hey, this is the ninth inning. I have a two run lead. This is a safe situation. And hopefully that's what his mind went to because he looked good. That first knuckle curve he threw was just off the plate, but it had filthy movement. So he did it again. And that one went in the inside corner of the uh, batter's box and the guy could not hit it. He could not mess with it. He looked filthy. He looked the uh, stuff would look electric. And of course, 
ended off by that great catch by Luis Robert, but oh. the bullpen was just phenomenal tonight. Yeah, and you know, not a you know a ton of strikeouts um, overall, but you know, Bummer was able to bounce back after being a little bit shaky lately. Um, but he's the guy that you need to get going and and keep going. Um, but yeah, he, he gets the uh, the weak contact, couple of ground balls there in his inning, and then uh, Hendricks is able to get that double play to end the game there, which is a really nice turn. Uh, by the by, the boys there in the ninth, but yeah, a really impressive night by the bullpen. When when you can withstand an injury to your starting pitcher there, uh, who ends up not even lasting five innings, and you can come out there and run those guys. Uh, and, and at that point, it was a, it was a it was a tight game. It was still a tie game for for most of that evening until uh, the offense finally came through a little bit. And we'll get to that in a second here. But that's 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 when you can do that with your bullpen. That's what you want, and you can line them up like that and not in stressful situations but you just stack these guys on top of each other that's good I think that's one of the good things you can take out of this game tonight here is those guys all came in did their job and when you have so many moving parts like that and with a bullpen coming in to, to bail out an injury from your pitcher there's so many things that can go wrong here and these guys were all able to have relatively clean innings and not you know they were able to keep the damage right there and I would say Michael Kopech probably looked uh, the best out of all of them. I know you mentioned Kimbrel with this knuckle curve there. The knuckle curve has, by and large, been there pretty much for as long as Kimbrel's been here, but he hasn't been able to get ahead to use that pitch as much. But mm-hmm. but Kopech looked pretty damn good last night as well. Kopech comes in there, and uh, he strikes out two. Uh, and remember, that was his first outing since... His rock was no. Did he pitch in the Cub series? Right, I'm trying to remember. He did. Yeah, but still, being able to put that outing in Toronto behind him, uh, I think is good. And uh, and that was he gets the, he actually gets the win in this one for whatever that's worth. So, uh, tip of the cap to the bullpen, holding down a bad team, but that's what they're supposed to do. And when you can, you know, we're, you're listening to this show likely here on September 1st, even though we're dropping it October 31st. But now it's all about just peeling those days off. We've been talking about it a lot. For you said the past October 31st. You're already looking forward. I, oh, man. Sorry. Uh, September 1st. We, we're doing the show here August 31st. <laughs> if you're listening to this, it's September 1st most likely. But Cleveland winning as we're doing the show right now. So it's important. You're just peeling the days off the calendar, man. You're just chipping away, chipping away, and uh, doing your thing, staying relatively healthy despite what happened with Lucas and just winning when uh, when it's your turn on the schedule here and the Pirates certainly will help you do that so we'll take a quick time I'll talk about the offense's performance tonight next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is also brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again folks and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season and as always Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-a-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. They're all open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. That's where you make a bet on Thursday, September 9th during the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose... Lose your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. The dog days of August may be behind us, and the Sox certainly 
have some work to do here, but let's face it, folks. Big lead in the AL Central. You want to have something interesting to put your money on every night. Make things a little more fun with the White Sox. Go to Bet Online for all your latest odds on the Sox. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online, your online sports book your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget our promo code locked on at Bet Online. That's promo code locked on at Bet Online. Betting on the White Sox does not have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so the offense out here tonight, Herb, you know, you, you would ex- hope for a little bit better, but it's certainly enough to get the job done. They only scratch out six hits uh, on four runs against the Pittsburgh pitching staff, which was good enough tonight. But, you, you know, they, they were out there and they were facing uh, Bryce Wilson. Bryce with no C, Wilson. Um, what's going on there? B-R-Y-S-E? Um, I'm not a fan of that. What's going on there? <laughs> Bryce's parents need to get beat. Wow. That's terrible. That's excessive. Uh, Judge Roy Bean over here. Um, so <laughs> let, let's talk about the offense a, a little bit here. Um, and you feel pretty good about it, and they, they were able to score enough to win here. But uh, when, you, when you look at the offense here tonight – you know, I, I, just one thing here I want to note before we kind of close the book on on what they did uh, on the pitching end. Stoney made a point early in the game to highlight Yohan Moncada, who is in the middle of a 15-game hitting streak. Uh, to be to be honest with you, he's yeah he sucks. We know that. Um, I think maybe if he would have pushed it, he could have gotten a triple instead of just a double. Um, and he was even lazier on that tag up to third base there. Um, I'm we're kidding, of course. People are gonna think that we're actually serious when we say that he's lazy. Um, but Stone taking a moment there early in the game to tell the fan base how good. Yohan Moncada actually is in terms of where he ranks. You've been saying this for a long time, where he ranks among mm-hmm. third basemen in, in war. Just highlighting that I think was important because still, you know, the the, the OBP for, for Yohan is still pretty damn good hovering around the 370s and in, in his 15-game hitting streak has just been awesome to watch. But I, I thought it was great that Stoney took time to say, hey, look, this guy's good, and not saying I hope you appreciate him, but basically saying appreciate this man because he made a really nice play defensively too in that one uh, in a tight ball game. Yeah, I think it was um, who was going down the line. It v- was Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend, Tucker Cole. T- <laughs> I, that's how I know him. Cole Tucker running down the line. The man can run, and Yoan made his own hop there and fired a shot over there to third to first base from third. We were talking earlier about how sometimes he gets, you know, lackadaisical. He trusts his skill a little too much on throws to first. And in one period, he was just not there where Hose had to pick a couple balls out or had to come off the bag and tag the guy. Right now, he's on his in his bag right now, as the kids say. He's <laughs> oh. hitting a lot. He's gloving it. He's doing everything you need him to do. And I know he's not hitting for power and he's not the God third baseman that you're expecting right now, but that man and Stoney shared it with you. You are lucky to have a player of his caliber at third base because he is one of the best third baseman in the league. Yes. Maybe he's not the guy that you thought, but these are your lofty expectations and he's still very young 
and he's still very, very, very good. And I think Sony also brought out the point of his RBI, uh, I think, tweet today. And I, it's a little straw man for me. No one's saying that RBIs don't matter. They're just saying that to judge a person off of their RBIs is a flawed par- place because RBIs are uh, a thing of their teammates being on base for the most part. Hose hit a solo home run today. Of course, that RBI is the one that he generated himself. And I say that Jose has a special skill of getting RBIs, but we were earlier in the season comparing Lurie Garcia's RBIs to Yoan Mancada and to say like, whoa, Yoan sucks because Lurie has more RBIs than him type of garbage. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't make this straw man that we're saying that RBIs don't matter. We just say that it's a horrible horrible thing to judge a player by but it's not at the end all be all hose is great awesome and to get 100 rbis in six street seasons is one of the best things in Sox history but let's not make that straw man say that we think that rbis suck or that they're wet bad yeah we we talked about that on, on this show i think you guys know where we stand on that but it's funny because he's the, this it's really an amazing streak that he's able to to keep it going here uh, before we even hit the month of September, he's he's sitting in, and Jose Abreu is probably trying to play another game here before uh, August ends because we all know August Abreu is a thing. But it I'm, just, I'm changing everything. Tomorrow's not <laughs> September. When you listen to this, this is August 32nd. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. Let's keep it going. But to your point about you know RBIs being a product of, of other guys around you, it, it goes to show you how good Jose Abreu's been during his White Sox tenure because I just happened to go. Let's I was like let's drop the needle here. I, on a on a bad point in the rebuild. Let's go to the 2017 Sox Ugh. and some guys that uh, that Jose Abreu uh, may or can may I, not may or may not have driven in that season. You know, can I to, guess a person? Yeah, by, by all, all right. means. All right, 2021 now, so 2017. Let me go with. Mm, I'm gonna go with Matt Scully. That might be too early. Matt, that might be 2018. Yeah, I think Matt Matt Skoll was 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 the year after. I'll I'll just rattle off some of these names that Jose Abreu drove in that season, and now you could tell me how great that team was. So, you know what I mean? But there's one constant in that: it's Jose Abreu, Jacob May, Rob Brantley, Reimer Liriano, Giovanni Soto, Kodiashi. Uh, it sounds Japanese, as Hawk said. Um, Willie Garcia. You know Tyler Saladino, Kevin Smith, and uh, the Narv Dog, and then you start to get you know guys like Alan Hansen, you know uh, that season. So that that's like a little little snapshot of the 2017, uh, 2017 White Sox team that Jose Abreu had the privilege of of benefiting from all those great players around him. Um, but yeah, man, Pito's just been awesome, and it, it's really amazing. Like the statue's already built. Let, let's be honest with you, and uh, you know seeing seeing Grandal that they, the White Sox tweeted a photo. During the middle of the game, uh, it was after Abreu's home run, and uh, it was you know just just Jose and Grandal uh, just you know sharing a moment there. I think it was after Abreu's home run anyway, and uh, it reminded me of the quote that Yasmani Grandal gave to us on the score after he signed here in 2019 about how they wanted to follow Jose Abreu to the promised land, and here we are about a month away now from maybe uh, seeing that as a, as a reality here, and it's great that Jose Abreu is playing some of his best baseball. Uh, of the season here but uh you know overall the offensive effort here you know tonight not not great you know in the fifth they get the leadoff walk can't do anything with it 
but you know the, the ultimately the game winning run here coming off of uh, the the walk from Brian Goodwin uh, in the sixth, and then of course uh, Liuri with the uh, the the one to keep it over uh, keep, keep this one uh, in tow for good with the uh, sack fly RBI. Did you see Liuri's little hop there when he when he got that ball in the air? I don't mm-hmm. know if he was really excited about sack flies or he thought he got all of it. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I mean, I think he knew he got the job done. Yeah, just happy. Just struck- yeah, he's like, I don't want to be like the guy who just got out in front of me. I didn't get the job done. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, who has been struggling. Yeah, pressing a little bit there in that at-bat. I have it on my notes. That was not a good at-bat in the situation there where you still only had one out there. And Larry was just like, I just need to get the ball in the air. It's one out. Just get the ball in the air. Get my guy in, and I'll get the job done. And that's what he did. Short and quick to the ball. Larry, I, if we're talking about the offense tonight, I give him crap when he sucks. He was the offensive player of the game for me today. I know that Yasmani got the couple walks in the home run, but Lurie's at the bottom of the order. He went one for one, drew a walk, drove in that clutch run that we needed at the end of the game. He played within himself. And if I'm going to give him crap, I got to give him kudos when he does something well right there with that sacrifice fly late in the game in the sixth inning. Absolutely. So six hits for the White Sox. Abreu with two of the hits. Uh, Moncada with a hit. Grandal with a hit. The homer and uh, and Liuri with with the hit there, as you mentioned there. So uh, you know Cesar Hernandez struggling a bit here at the bottom of the order. Big you know, got to get him going a little bit. You know, it's it's bound to happen. He's had a really good year offensively, at least as far as the power numbers. And he's in a bit of a down spell right now, downturn. But here's the thing: remember about all of this. You know, for better or for worse, once this thing is decided and this division is wrapped up you know basically hit the reset button on all of this and sadly it's not only just for the bad things that are happening with your ball club but it's for the good things also they, everything starts over in october so keep that in mind as, as guys kind of just see the finish line in sight here and maybe a guy like cesar hernandez who's struggling a bit is like all right i just got just got to get through this patch here and then i know I, I can just reset things once the playoffs start so uh anything else on your notepad here before we preview tomorrow's show here I mean, I'm just sad because Tim's not in the lineup, probably won't be in the lineup yes, when you're listening thank you. on Wednesday. So He will not be, no, yeah. So he's going to have four days off in a row this week, which is good it, for him. I mean, it's good for him, but also I feel like uh, IL stint would have been better for everybody involved. Like him just like, okay, I'm off for these 10 days. If it needs to be more, cool, cool. We have a nice, decent lead, and let's get Tim right, right, not just rest here or there. It, what, he played two games in that series versus the Cubs on the weekend? Let's just get him right. Let's get him 100% right. If he wouldn't have played in that Toronto uh, getaway day and the Cubs games, I would have been fine with a, just a, a straight IL stint, retroactive, and then he comes back when he's ready to go. But whatever. If he comes back on Friday in Kansas City, that'll be good too. You know, I think I'm going to ask you later this week. We're, we're looking at an off day here uh, on Thursday, and uh, so that's an open spot for us on Friday. I think maybe we'll do another mailbag, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Think about this. Marinate this on it for a little bit. I want to ask you, I think on Friday, how you feel about this whole resting guys thing. And as you see the Rays, uh, they, they approach, uh, what are they, almost like 40 games over 500 at this point, seemingly, or 30 at least, you know, and they're going to lock up home field. I want to I talk to you about how you feel about, about this philosophy of getting all these guys this rest as an opportunity to have home field advantage uh, passes by the wayside. But just think on that for a couple of days, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. that later in the week. All right, we'll take a quick time out here, preview tomorrow's show next here on Locked on White Sox.
This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at DirecTV. Welcome aboard, DirecTV. Does this sound familiar to you guys out there? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff, right? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally Get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Direct TV, get your TV together compatible device required content varies by package we are brought to you today by rock auto you know herb there's so many different makes and models of cars these days it's become impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that your car is ever going to need so why would you endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning herb like is your car an lx or an ex would you even know if i, I would asked not you? <laughs> yeah i don't so, have a car so you go out <laughs> Yes, you do. You go out to the car. car. <laughs> okay, so you go out and you check. Like, I don't know if it's an LX or an EX. Let me go check. <laughs> Meanwhile, the person behind the counter looks up parts on their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry. Why do that when you've got a computer with access to rockauto.com right there in your pocket? It's your cell phone. So why would you do all that stuff when you can go to rockauto.com? And here's the thing about those chain stores and going to your dealership. You're going to spend 30, 50, or even twice as much for the same parts than you would by going to rockauto.com. For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump, right? You don't know how much that costs. You go to a chain store and you're thinking that's, you know, a few hundred bucks. And yeah, it's, it could be 300 bucks, could be 400 bucks. But you go to rockauto.com, the current price right now for a fuel pump for a Honda Odyssey, $216 at rockauto.com. So why would you go anywhere else? They're a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers like you and I, even though we don't know anything about cars, but this is for people like us. So you just know you need a part and you need to get it for the best price possible. So you go to rockauto.com. Go there, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and do us a favor, won't you? Write Locked On in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Tomorrow, we will we will have a show posted immediately when the game is over, provided the game is not still going on. Tomorrow is episode 311, Herb. Are you down? Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. I got it. It sounds yes. like it sounds like you're all mixed up here. Uh, so it's episode 311 here for Locked On White Sox of the pitching matchup. Uh, Mitch Keller, uh, we boo it's a beautiful him. Beautiful disaster. <laughs> yes, that show's always been that. Uh, Mitch Keller will boo him because he has Keller in his last name. He's four and ten with a six seven five earned run average for the Pirates. Uh, righty versus Carlos Rodon, ten and five with a two four three earned run average. So this is another one. You know, I know that's why you play the games and baseball's funny, but we should be talking about another victory at this time tomorrow. So uh, that should be fun, yes? Yeah, I'm going to the game tomorrow. Oh. I'm probably going to leave early, like the sixth inning. Um, I just got tickets, so I, I feel like going to the game tomorrow. And I got tickets for the show the show A games in a couple of weeks, so I'm going to be going to the th- Tuesday and Wednesday Ooh, game for the Angels. I would love I, to see Shohei, yeah. I mean, I have extra tickets, especially that day – on Wednesday, I think it's the Roberto Clemente day, uh, the 15th, where I'm sitting on the lower deck, I think 159 in the left field bleachers, so I can get in a fight and also see Shohei Itani. You, uh, who are you going with uh, tomorrow night, Courtney? 
me, myself, and I. Oh, you just I mean, got... if you want to go, Tanny, you're welcome to well, go. Well, you didn't sell off your other one, did you? You just got I, no. Okay, so you got a you got a vacant one there. Okay, uh, yeah. we should raffle off a date with Herb. Uh, you know, on, oh, on the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, you get to pay for everything. <laughs> um, oh yes, and tip for everything too, guys. Thanks. Yeah. You know what? You know, let me let me check with home base here. I think that would be fun because then we could probably do the show in the car on the way home. Oh. <laughs> That'll be nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how how the weather is, and we'll see uh, if I can get out, get out of the house here uh, tomorrow night. But yeah, uh, we'll break that one down as soon as the game's over. And it's uh, we're, we're kind of an unconventional schedule for the show this week, but that's what it is with two off days this week. So uh, that's all I got tonight, Herb. That is Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall twenty three. Our show at Locked On Socks. For Chris, I'm Herb. Thank you for listening. We'll check you next time on Locked On Socks.